How to Change the Title of Your Podcast. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 228. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. All of the episodes this month are brought to you by Social Subscribe and Follow Icons. This is my WordPress plugin that I created for bloggers and podcasters to make it easier for your visitors to subscribe to your content your podcast or your blog and follow you on social networks. Check it out at subscribeandfollow.com and use the promo code July update to save 20% during the month of July 2015. Whether you are rebranding your show or you're trying to improve your podcast SEO, there are several pieces to changing the title of your podcast. And that's what I want to cover here because it's more than just the title as it shows up on your website, or inside of iTunes, but it's in several places that you need to be concerned with. So this is how to change your title in all of these different places and things that you might need to consider if you're going to change the title. This topic was inspired by Dwayne from Survivor Talk with D&D, and I've got a link to his show and all the other resources that I'll be mentioning in this episode in the show notes for episode 228 at com slash change title. But first, I want to do a little bit of clarification, and that is the difference between a podcast name and a podcast title. The podcast name is, well, the actual name of the podcast, regardless of any kind of descriptive keywords or tagline or any kind of optimization you're trying to put into it. For example, from my own podcast network, Noodle Mix Network, I have a clean comedy show that its proper podcast name is The Ramen Noodle. We have a podcast about the TV show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and some of the other Marvel Cinematic Universe and other shows for Marvel, and that's called Welcome to Level 7. And we have a productivity podcast for women called The Productive Women. These are examples of the actual podcast name. It's what you call the podcast. It's probably tied to your branding in other areas as well. That's the name itself. But the podcast title is a bit bigger than this. That podcast title could be the name plus other attributes to it. This is what displays in podcast apps and directories and titles and tweets and such And this is what might include some more descriptive keywords, a tagline, or maybe some clarifying text, pretty much anything other than the word podcast, because that just doesn't really clarify or doesn't really help. It doesn't need to be in your title necessarily, especially now that a show can be distributed as a podcast or many other different ways. So I sometimes challenge podcasters to consider leaving the word podcast out of the title of your show if you can. I know there are obvious exceptions just like calling a book book or a movie movie like the Lego movie where they do say movie in the title of the movie but there isn't Star Wars movie or Indiana Jones movie or Lord of the Rings movie a little sidetrack there but so that the difference there is the name 
is that short part that's the actual name of your show. The title is the text that might be your name plus more to it. And the title is also an HTML and RSS attribute that you can edit to make your podcast more findable or further clarify your branding with your podcast. So I'll be talking about changing the title, which will encompass changing the actual name of your podcast in certain places, but you might not be wanting to change your name. You might want to be clarifying certain things or expanding things a little bit more. So that leads into really the main two reasons to change your podcast title or even change your podcast name. Number one would be to optimize for clarity and findability. You could expand your title to make it more descriptive, which can also then help with your findability. For example, I mentioned my clean comedy podcast, The Ramen Noodle. That is its proper name, but it doesn't describe what the show is, and it also doesn't make the podcast very findable. Sure, if you search for The Ramen Noodle in iTunes, my show is the first one that shows up, and there aren't many other shows that show up under a search result for something like that. But people don't search for the ramen noodle in iTunes unless I tell them to. And I I don't do that. I'm not going to be that evil to tell people to search for my podcast. Instead, what I've done is expanded the title to be the ramen noodle clean comedy podcast. Or here's an example from one of my listeners, Alan Newsom, who has two chairs, no waiting. That's the proper name of the podcast, but the full title He expanded it for clarity and findability, so it's now Two Chairs No Waiting Andy Griffith Show Fan Podcast. This is a good reason to change the title of your podcast is to make it more understandable what the podcast is about, more descriptive, as well as including some of these good keywords in there. Don't stuff keywords into this. I talk about that a lot in my SEO for Podcasters course at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash SEO. But when you expand your title like this, you're optimizing, and this usually isn't affecting the core branding of your podcast, like your cover art, your domain, your URLs, and what you call the podcast inside of your podcast. And do remember that this title is the most important piece of text on the internet. So really, have a lot of respect for this. Don't try to abuse it. Don't try to spam it. Treat it kindly and with respect. So this is reason number one to change the podcast title or name is to optimize for clarity and findability. Reason number two is to change your branding. When you really, really, truly need to change the name of your show for some kind of rebranding, for example, my friend Nick Suberlin had to change his show from Who Day Weekly to Inside the Jungle, or my friend Mike Dell had his podcast, Podcasting Tech Coach, and now it's called Podcast Help Desk. These kinds of things are core to the branding of your podcast, and they do affect many of those other core branding aspects like your cover art, your domain, your URLs, and what you say inside the podcast. So a reason to change the title for your podcast would be if you're changing the branding. Clearly, it wouldn't make sense for Nick to continue with the title Who Day Weekly if he was now calling his show Inside the Jungle. The two need to connect, the branding and the title. So those are the two reasons to change the title. Now, how to actually change the title. 
you need to change the title in your podcast RSS feed. This is what powers your show for your subscribers and your potential subscribers. So this is often what people will see in podcast directories because it's pulled from your podcast RSS feed. So to change this, you need to know what is powering or enhancing your podcast RSS feed. Is it PowerPress? Is it Libsyn? Is it FeedBurner? Is it something else? And by the way, just because you're using FeedBurner doesn't mean you need to make the changes in FeedBurner. In fact, I am currently using FeedBurner for my own RSS feeds, but the way I've set this up is that I can switch over just at a moment's notice and make an immediate switch away from FeedBurner if I need to. But here's the important thing is that I'm not using any of FeedBurner's options to quote optimize, unquote, my feed or really in many cases mess up my feed. Many of the FeedBurner options can do damage to your feed, especially SmartCast can do some weird things to your feed. So I really don't recommend FeedBurner. It's not necessary at all. If you use FeedBurner, try to use it in as vanilla of a state as possible, as using it for no extra features. But you might be using SmartCast or you might be using FeedBurner because you're on WordPress.com or Squarespace or SoundCloud or somewhere where you don't have full control over all the details of your feed. And so you might need to change some of these options in FeedBurner. And so you need to find out what is actually generating the information for your podcast inside of your feed. If it is FeedBurner, then you'll change the options in there. Or it might be that you're using FeedBurner, but the options are actually set at the origin, the original feed, which might be any other feed provider and creator. So here are, for the most popular places, if you want to change the title for your show in your RSS feed for PowerPress, Libsyn, WordPress, or FeedBurner. In PowerPress, it could be in one of several places, depending on how you have PowerPress set up and depending on how you are using PowerPress. If you're using PowerPress in the basic mode, then just go to the PowerPress settings and then change the feed title there. If you're using PowerPress in advanced mode, go to the settings, the feeds tab, and then set the feed title in that field. If you have multiple podcast channels set up because you're running multiple podcasts through your website, which is the best way to set up for multiple podcasts through a website is to use channels. Then you go into PowerPress, edit the podcast channels, select the right one, go to the feed settings and change the feed title there. Or if you're using category podcasting, which Really, there's no good reason to use category podcasting. If you have multiple shows, use podcast channels. If you have one show, you should never use category podcasting at all. It's just inferior to podcast channels for multiple reasons. I've talked about this before on the Audacity to Podcast in my episode with Angelo about the different feed settings. There will be a link to that in the show notes for this episode, number 228. In PowerPress category podcasting, though, you go to the category that you have set, then go into feed settings and set the feed title there. If you're using Libsyn to create your RSS feed, then log into Libsyn, go to settings and edit show settings, and then change your show title there. Alternatively, you may be overwriting your show title through a different field, or you might want to overwrite it through a different field. So you could also go to Libsyn destinations, edit or view existing Go to the Libsyn Classic feed. Under the advanced options, there's the show title override. This is by default blank, and you would 
by default set your title in the edit show settings section. But if you enter something here in the show title override, it will override whatever is set in the edit show settings. So I recommend keeping it as simple as possible and just edit the show settings there so you're not having to remember which one you used. You just always go back to that source. If you're using WordPress and then feeding that to something else, like maybe you're using WordPress.com or your self-hosted WordPress site or something else where you don't have full control over the feed or you're just not optimizing the feed fully through the WordPress site, then go into your WordPress settings, general, and then the site title is where you change the title. Yes, that will be the title that shows up on your website as well as by default the title that powers your feed unless you override it with another feed plugin like PowerPress or something else like FeedBurner. Speaking of FeedBurner, if you're using FeedBurner and are using its multiple options like SmartCast and other stuff, then to change the title as it goes through FeedBurner, or maybe you need to use FeedBurner in order to change the title of your show from wherever the feed is being pulled, then you need to go to the Optimize section, enable title slash description burner, and that's where you enter your new title for the feed, and that's what will go out into your RSS feed. The other place where you need to be concerned about changing your title in your RSS feed is in your podcast cover art. You want that to match with your podcast, with your title, and I do recommend that your podcast cover art have the title of your podcast in very big, bold, clear letters, because this is often the only way people see what podcast they're listening to. And podcast cover art is more prominent than the title in almost every podcast directory, everyone that I know of, an app. So for your cover art, it again depends on what is adding this time the iTunes specific information to your feed. So if that's FeedBurner, it would be SmartCast if you're using SmartCast. If you're not using SmartCast, like I recommend that you not use SmartCast, then you need to find what is making the iTunes information in your original feed. So if you're using PowerPress, again, it depends on how you're using PowerPress, but in the basic mode, you go to settings and the artwork field is right there. In the advanced mode, go to the settings, then go to the artwork tab and change your artwork there. If you're using podcast channels, go to edit that channel and then there's an artwork tab to change. If you're using category podcasting, then go into that category, into its settings, and change the artwork from the artwork tab there. If you're using Libsyn to power your RSS feed, then log into Libsyn, go to settings, edit show settings, and scroll down and you'll see the spot where you can change your artwork. If you're using FeedBurner's SmartCast feature, then go to optimize, SmartCast, and then change the podcast image location field. This is how you change your cover art in these places that matter for your overall show. You could also deal with ID3 tags and changing that, but that doesn't matter as much anymore. It is still kind of important for compatibility and desktop iTunes, but you would just be changing what image you're using in the future for that, and that doesn't affect your RSS feed at all. If you're using something else to create your RSS feed, maybe it's not WordPress or Libsyn or any of these trusted providers, and you're not already using FeedBurner to work with an untrusted provider, then you need to find out whatever modifies the channel level title tag. And that's something you can ask the support team to get a specific answer is, how do I change my channel level title tag for my RSS feed? Most likely, 
It's the title of your site or account on that platform. And maybe they'll have some specific field where you can change that as you need to. You might have to experiment if you see a title field, change it, then refresh your feed and see if that changes the title in your RSS feed. Don't look at iTunes because that won't change right away. Look at your iTunes feed. And a great place to go if you want some tools to validate your podcast feed is a great new site that's put together by Jim Collison, co-host of Ask the Podcast Coach and from TheAverageGuy.tv. He put together this site called ValidateMyFeed.com, which is not a feed validator in itself, but it does list the separate feed validators and some great tools relating to your RSS feed in iTunes. So if you can't remember cast feed validator or podba.se or podbase feed validator or feedvalidator.org or you can't remember how to find your RSS feed as iTunes sees it, then just remember validatemyfeed.com and that's where you can go to find the links to these other different services. And that's how You'll know if your feed is working, and that's a great tool, one of these that you can use to see what title is showing up in your RSS feed. If you are tempted to change your Libsyn slug or your FeedBurner URL, don't. Avoid that temptation because it it's really not that important. Most people won't see it, and trying to change those kinds of things can complicate a lot of other things. Like if you ask Libsyn support to change your slug on Libsyn, then that will break all previous media URLs if you're using anything other than the Libsyn RSS feed. It also breaks the Libsyn RSS feed URL that you may have been using. It doesn't break the feed itself. It just changes the URL. So it just gets really complicated and messy. It's really not worth it for most people. In fact, most of your audience will never care about your slug or your feed burner URL, what's most important is that it's just something you can control and that you know what it is, really. I do talk a lot more about how to change your podcast information in an old episode that I did, episode number 126, and I have the link to that in the show notes for this episode, number 228, at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash change title. So that's how you change the podcast title in your podcast RSS feed, which is the most important place to change it. But there might be other places you need to be concerned with. If you change the title of your podcast, you might also need to change the title on your website and certain aspects of your website because you want these two to go together, especially if the sole purpose of your website is to be the internet home for your podcast. Like with the Audacity to Podcast, it wouldn't make sense if my website home was titled My Awesome Podcast, but it's the home for the Audacity to Podcast. That doesn't quite work there. There are some cases where this can work when the primary purpose of the website is not to house that podcast, but it's to house many other things. For example, a corporate website. It might be My Awesome Corporation is the website and the domain and the title on the website, But part of My Awesome Corporation is that they have My Awesome Podcast. So that is a section of the website, but the primary purpose of the site isn't for the podcast. Whatever the case, there are probably titles that you need to change on your website, depending on how you have your website set up. So number one, change your logo. 
if the purpose of your website is to house your podcast, then most likely the logo will need to change on your website, just like the cover art needs to change for your podcast in iTunes. Depending on your WordPress theme, this might be done in several different places in your WordPress website. For example, it could be some setting under appearance like header or image or something else inside of the appearance section of your settings. There may be some kind of theme-specific settings area like the Appendipity themes, which I do really like, have their own Appendipity settings section, and that's where you can go to change the title or change the logo or change how the title is displayed and such on your website. It might be just a matter of replacing an image file that's on your website Or you might have to edit the CSS that's powering the design of your website. So you need to figure out which way it is to change the logo if you have to change the logo at all on your website. You may also need to change the website title. In WordPress, this is by default pulled from your WordPress settings, general, and then the site title field. Yes, this is also what powers your RSS feed by default, unless you're using something else like PowerPress to create a podcast-only RSS feed. You may also need to check your website's SEO settings where you might be overwriting that title in some other field and changing it there for maybe specifically your homepage or your site-wide title or something else to look into those SEO settings as well. And number three, change the title everywhere else on your site. Think about your about page, your posts, your contact information, your menu structure, your widgets, any other content types you have. It might be important for you to change the title in all of those different places. You could edit these manually one by one, which can take a lot of time if you have a lot of content already on your site, but you could also use a smart find and replace operation. Now, don't just use any kind of find and replace operation like finding and replacing in your database because there are certain things like in widgets and settings where it's what we call serialized or uh, what it does is it actually counts the number of characters for a certain field and that's how it knows certain settings offsets and technical stuff in the back end of your database the main thing is if your new title contains any more or fewer characters than your old title you could break your site. That's why you need a smart find and replace operation. There is a plugin. I have not tested this. So be very careful and certainly back up your database before you make any changes like this. But there is a plugin that I link to in the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash change title. And it's the find and replace all plugin that looks like it might do this operation smartly for you where it does account for those serialized pieces of information. So you tell it, find all instances of my old title and replace it with my new title. And it will edit posts and widgets and settings and pages and everything on your site. Another alternative, and I do know this one does work, and this is what I use when I need to make this kind of change, is Backup Buddy. Yeah, the backup extension that I recommend for your WordPress website also has a great find and replace tool, which is wonderful because you need to back up your site first before you use a tool like this. Backup Buddy obviously backs up your site and can back up just your database. And it also has this great smart find and replace tool built into it that you just go into its settings and tools and you'll be able to do that find and replace operation on your database. 
And I have a link to that in the show notes for this episode, number 228. So find these places to change your title and then change these or think about whether they need to be changed. I'll mention some more tips later on on how you should be thinking about changing your title. So that's with your website. Next is changing your podcast title in your domain. This can get a little more complicated and you may need the help of a professional like me or your web hosting provider or someone else who knows what they're doing because things could break if you try to do this yourself and you don't know what you're doing. Sometimes this can be easy, sometimes it can be hard. But the most important thing is to set up a full path forwarding 301 redirect for your old domain. For example, with the Ramen Noodle, my clean comedy podcast, I hated having to spell the ramen noodle to everyone. And some people might have a challenge with typing it out because it has two N's and two O's next to each other. And in fact, those two repeated characters are right next to each other. So that was a problem right there, as well as just the spelling of ramen, let alone the pronunciation of ramen. I did not like having to get all of these alternative spellings for it. And also, I just didn't like having to say ramen because my R's are a little bit more difficult for me to pronounce. I think it's just a little impediment I gave myself as a child that just has stuck with me for years and years. And I have to really work hard to ensure that I'm pronouncing my R's very distinctly. So I just didn't like saying the ramen noodle and maybe having it sound like the woman noodle sometimes. So I changed the domain over also for SEO reasons to cleancomedypodcast.com. It's less ambiguous. I didn't have to register all sorts of alternative spellings. I didn't have to worry about whether it has the word the or not, or is someone pronouncing this correctly? Can I pronounce it correctly? And that kind of thing. So I made a complete website switch from theramanoodle.com to cleancomedypodcast.com. I still own theramanoodle.com and I will own it for the indefinite future. So what I had to do is set up a 301 redirect, which is a permanent redirect that tells bookmarking systems and all kinds of platforms out there that, hey, this website has permanently moved from this domain to this new domain. Please update your listing. So stop looking at me, start looking at the other place. It's kind of like when you do a permanent forward of address with the post office and you ask them to notify the people who send you mail that your address has moved. That's the kind of thing that a 301 redirect does is it points everyone permanently over to that new place. But simply redirecting the ramenoodle.com to cleancomedypodcast.com wouldn't be effective because what if someone enters an episode URL or they click on an old link in their bookmarks or somewhere that someone else blogged about it and they click on, for example, the ramenoodle.com slash 27 Will that take them to cleancomedypodcast.com slash 27? That's why you need a full path forwarding 301 redirect so that anything that comes after that .com, .net, or whatever your URL is, anything that comes after that first slash is also passed on to your new domain. This is how you can change domains and not break anything whatsoever If all that's changing is the URL, that domain itself, but none of the other aspects of your URLs, like your stuff that comes between the slashes or after question marks or however you have that set up for your website, you need a full path forwarding 
301 redirect. This is also extremely important to do on your RSS feed. And if you're using your website for your RSS feed, then it will most likely be slash feed slash podcast. If you're using the default podcast only RSS feed from PowerPress, you need to make sure that that slash feed slash podcast also redirects along with everything else. And you don't have to set up each of these individual redirects, but it could be something pretty simple depending on how your domain and your website is set up. This could be as simple as a CNAME DNS record or it could be some kind of redirect at your domain registrar like GoDaddy or wherever your domain itself, not your hosting, but your domain is registered and they have that information set. There might be other things that you need to do like changing the URL that you have inside of WordPress and all of those old posts and links as well. And that's where a find and replace can really help you with changing that, not just changing it in your WordPress settings, but in other places. Again, make sure you do a backup before you try one of these find and replace operations. And I really recommend Backup Buddy for doing both of these things for you, backing it up and then allowing you to smartly change all of that old information to the new information. That's how to change the podcast title in your domain. Certainly hold on to that old domain for as long as you want your podcast to exist because people could be trying to visit your podcast because of that old domain. Someone could listen to your first episode where you say visit olddomain.com, but your actual website is newdomain.com. So if they type in olddomain.com, does it take them to newdomain.com? You need to make sure that stays online for as long as you want your podcast to be online. Yes, that means paying twice as much for domain registrations per year, but it's really the best thing to do. The next thing to be concerned about would be your podcast titles in podcast apps and directories. Most podcast apps, like iTunes and several others, will get the title of your podcast from your RSS feed. So when you change your podcast RSS feed, like I mentioned, then you don't need to worry about these podcast apps. So you need to just wait for them to update and then show your new title. Some apps like Spreaker and iHeartRadio offer the ability for you to edit your show's title inside of their system. So you need to look for that. But there are other apps like Stitcher that may require you to contact them to request a title change for your podcast because they might not pull it automatically from your feed or they might not give you the ability to change it through your account. When Dwayne from Survivor Talk with D&D originally asked me about this issue, what he was most concerned about was his iTunes URL. And you may also be concerned about this, that when you change your podcast listing in iTunes, the URL may not necessarily change as well, but you might be surprised at this. It really doesn't matter. I mean, I'm not just saying it doesn't matter because your audience won't care, especially if you're doing something like making your own URL like myawesomepodcast.com slash iTunes, then it really doesn't matter what your actual iTunes URL is. But it also doesn't matter because the URL doesn't make all that much of a difference itself. And I do mean that literally. You can change aspects of the URL and it still works. One thing to consider is when you change the title of your podcast in iTunes, Your ID does not change. That's the ID number for this podcast in iTunes. 
that doesn't change. So old links still work. If I were to change the title of the Audacity to Podcast to anything else, my iTunes links would all still work because they have that ID number inside of them. If I really wanted a new iTunes URL, then after my iTunes listing has updated, give it about a week maybe for it to completely update, I could go back to iTunes and copy the link to my iTunes listing and then that link I get is actually updated to reflect the new title of my show. But you don't even have to wait for that because when you get that link from iTunes, it will probably be something like itunes.apple.com slash US slash podcast slash the name of your podcast with hyphens slash ID and then some numbers after. And maybe then you'll see a question mark and some other things after that, especially if you're part of the affiliate program. You might see a geo at the beginning of this. But the most important thing is that ID and those numbers. That part where your title appears in the URL actually is not important at all, as long as the ID and the numbers remain there. In fact, my podcast URL that I get when I copy it from iTunes right now in July of 2015 is itunes.apple.com slash us slash podcast slash audacity hyphen two hyphen podcast hyphen how hyphen two slash ID three seven eight four two five three four question mark and then some other stuff after that. Well that text part where my title actually is I can change that to blah blah, blah. Press enter and it still works. It still takes me to my iTunes page on the Apple website and it can still launch iTunes directly to my store if I add my affiliate link portion of the URL in there or I use ampersand ls equals one at the end of the URL if it already has question marks on it. That can be a little bit of a confusing thing to add URL parameters or queries to a URL But I don't have to worry about the text in the URL. I can change it to whatever I want. I can say the audacity to podcast with or without hyphens. I can change it to Daniel J. Lewis with or without hyphens. As long as that ID is there, it doesn't matter what the title part inside that URL is. In fact, I can take that title part out completely and the URL still works. So you really don't need to worry about that URL for your podcast, at least in iTunes. For other podcast apps and directories out there, that's where you might be concerned with your URL. And that's where you need to look at what options they offer you for changing it. Either it's something you can change yourself like you can on Spreaker, or it may be something that you have to ask them to change if that URL is really necessary to be changed. On Stitcher, for example, yes, I can ask them, hey, would you please change this URL? But I don't have to because I can also, just like with iTunes, use the ID number as part of the URL, and then that takes it directly to my podcast in Stitcher. Or what's even best is if you want to point people to Stitcher or Spreaker or iHeartRadio or iTunes or anything like that, is just make your own slash iTunes slash Spreaker slash iHeartRadio slash TuneIn slash whatever URLs so that your audience never has to worry about it. You don't have to worry about it. Or if you do, you just change that URL in one place and then everywhere you've linked to slash iTunes will work appropriately for you. So it's not as important to change those URLs, 
but I do think it would be important for you to change the title as it appears in the podcast apps because that title is searchable. Your titles are the most important text on the internet. And I talk about that a lot more in SEO for Podcasters. Finally, if your podcast has a social media presence, then you might need to change the podcast title in those social networks. Facebook and Google Plus make this fairly easy with some limitations depending on where you want to change that title and how often you want to change it. But changing your username or part of your URL on these social platforms could be a bit more difficult or just outright impossible. On YouTube, for example, there are instances where if a URL has already been taken, even if it's no longer being used, it can never be used again. That's why my YouTube URL is not the audacity to podcast, because some person out there was really stupid and registered that as a YouTube URL before he really had his YouTube strategy planned and he had it attached to his Google Plus page. And then when he wanted to switch his YouTube channel URL over from Noodle MX to the Audacity to Podcast, he realized, oh, he can't because he was stupid and messed things up. Yeah, that was me. Still bugs me to this day, but it doesn't bother me that much because I just tell you the audacity to podcast.com slash YouTube. And then you don't have to care about what the actual resulting URL is. You just have to care about subscribing. I don't tell people go to youtube.com slash noodle MX because that's a lot more for them to remember on Twitter, which is another place where you might have a presence for your podcast. Then you might need to change your Twitter ID, not just your name in your Twitter account, which is really easy to change. You can change that as much as you want, but you might want to change your actual Twitter ID. This can come with its own complications, although you can change that as long as the ID you want to change to is not already taken. This could confuse your followers. They might be tweeting messages to you, expecting you to see them when they don't realize they're using your old name and not your new name. Certainly, when you change your name over to your new name, reserve your old name and tweet from it and put in the bio saying, I've changed names, please switch over to this new name. I do have a blog post on my personal blog over at danieljlewis.net, and I link to it in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash change title, where I talk more about a great strategy for changing your Twitter ID to avoid confusing people and to do this effectively. So you may want to consider changing your title and your other brandings like your images and your cover art and other information about your podcast in all of these different social network accounts, depending on how important that title change is for you. Just like with the rest of the internet, the title for your presence in these separate social media accounts also matters for your searchability and making sense to people who find it. So make sure that that fits with the rest of your branding. So this is how to change your title in these different areas where it might affect you with your WordPress website, with your feed, with your social accounts, with your podcast listings in different apps and directories. But here are four tips for when you decide to change your podcast title. Number one, have a really good reason. I recommend that you treat changing the name of your podcast as seriously as moving homes. Don't just decide, yeah, I'm going to be the ramen noodle today. And then tomorrow I'm going to be 
the Asian noodle. And then the day after that, I'm going to be the Hawaiian noodle. And the day after that, don't change the name like that so frequently. Make it a serious decision because it could confuse people. It could break certain things if you don't set things up properly. So be careful with changing the name of your podcast. Be serious about it. Be intentional and make it align with the rest of your branding. But expanding the title of your podcast can be treated as seriously as redecorating your house or moving furniture around where sometime you just realize this title isn't quite working for me. I need to change how I describe the show or I need to change the keywords here. Or I need to adjust things a little bit. In either case, I really think you should have some justifiable reasons for going through this work and potentially confusing and maybe even inconveniencing your audience. If they knew your podcast as one thing and then you change the title to something else and they look at their podcast app and they see, wait, this I wasn't subscribed to this podcast. I don't know what this is. You don't want to confuse them. You don't want to inconvenience them. Especially never ask your audience to unsubscribe and resubscribe to your new feed unless you absolutely have to. Like if you made a bad decision very early on in podcasting and used a place that doesn't allow you to transfer all your subscribers to a new feed, that's when you have to unfortunately inconvenience your audience and ask them to do something like that. Number two, prepare your audience. Tell them in advance that a change is coming. Tell them what that change is so that they're prepared for it. Don't just say it the episode before or the episode after your change, but let them know in advance. I suggest at least a month in advance that something new is coming and you can let them know what they need to do in case things break, but try to do things in a way that it won't break. Number three, it doesn't have to be retroactive. It's okay if you want to change your old episodes to match, but you don't have to. In fact, changing your old episodes might confuse people. If my old episodes start with my saying, The Audacity Podcast, and I change my title to My Awesome Podcast, then it won't make sense if I change the title of all of those old episodes where the text associated with the episode says my awesome podcast but then when i start the podcast i say the audacity podcast that could confuse some people and it just doesn't seem to match the same thing could go with your podcast cover art or other things about your podcast and changing things retroactively you don't have to change all of your back episodes you could depending on the change you want to make but also realize that changing those back episodes might mean using new media hosting upload bandwidth, like with Libsyn or certain other providers. Blueberry lets you re-upload an old file indefinitely as long as the replacement file doesn't vary too much in file size. So you could change your ID3 tags or your title or maybe even your intro or outro or something like that. But again, do this with great caution and it doesn't have to be retroactive. You could just change things from here on out and maybe a few episodes back. It's really up to you how you want to do that. And number four, don't worry about the hidden branding like your feed URLs, your media file names, your URL slugs, or some of the other details that are so small and usually unimportant to your audience that they might not even notice or care about it. 
I see this happen sometimes when people are using FeedBurner. FeedBurner does allow you to change your FeedBurner URL, but if you do, then it suddenly breaks your feed because everyone is subscribed to the old URL, not the new one. So if your FeedBurner URL doesn't line up with your new branding, that's okay. People don't really care that much about the branding of your feed URL itself. It doesn't matter. What is important to you is that you have control to be able to redirect that and control to change aspects of your feed if you need to. So number one, have a really good reason. Number two, prepare your audience. Number three, it doesn't have to be retroactive. And number four, don't worry about hidden branding. These and all of these other tips that I've provided are available in the show notes for this episode number 228 at com slash change title. I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that it's brought to you by Subscribe and Follow, my WordPress plugin for podcasters and bloggers. And I'm really excited. I did push out the 1.2 update and then a 1.2.1 and 1.2.2 and 1.2.3. And now we're up to 1.2.4 already because I've just been so excited to put in new features now that I can finally get updates out more quickly and the licensing system is working. Subscribe and Follow now supports 31 networks. And that's just as of July 20th, 2015. And there are more networks to come as well. And it's based on the requests from the users. So for example, right now, social subscribe and follow icons at subscribeandfollow.com supports these podcast apps, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, standard RSS, podcast only RSS with separate icons there, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and Blueberry. It supports video sites like YouTube, Blip, Vimeo, and Vine. It supports social networks like Twitter, Facebook, Google+, LinkedIn, Tumblr, Pinterest, and StumbleUpon. It supports photo networks like Flickr, Instagram, and Dribbble. And it supports app platforms. This is a whole new category to the plugin. So now you can have an Apple icon, an Android icon. So for subscribe on android.com, which I'm now using on the audacitypodcast.com, It supports that and it also has a Windows logo for, you could use these for subscribe on Android or maybe you have an Android or Windows app or an iPhone app or something like that. You can use those with your app platform options now in subscribe and follow as of version 1.2.4. And there are certain miscellaneous networks supported like Goodreads and Etsy and GitHub and email and a lot more to come in the future. Check it out at subscribeandfollow.com and use the promo code July Update through July 31st, 2015 to save 20% on your purchase. I do update this more frequently now because I've got this update framework fixed. And so I'd love to hear from you what new features or networks would you like to have supported and that will be coming. The big thing about version 1.2 is that it now supports rearrangeable networks. So in my example on my own website, I wanted iTunes and Android right next to each other. So there's a subscribe in iTunes button. And then right after that is an Android button that uses my subscribe on Android link. And that was really easy. Just click, drag and drop the Android option inside of the subscribe and follow settings. And that positions it wherever I want it to be. You can move these things around however you want them to. That's it. Subscribe and follow dot com and use the promo code July update through the July 31st, 2015 to save 20%. And that is my WordPress plugin. So when you purchase it, 
you're supporting what I do. I've got a couple other cool announcements for you. Audacity 2.1.0 was released, and I thought about doing an audio episode about it, but you really need to see what's new about version 2.1.1 in a video. So I'll be releasing a video soon on YouTube and my video channel in iTunes, and I have the links to that on my website at theaudacitypodcast.com. This update has some of the coolest, best new features for Audacity that I've seen in years. I would say that these new features are even more important than the 2.0 update itself was. They're that good. So I'll be making a video about that soon. And I think you'll really like the new features in Audacity. If you're going to Podcast Movement and don't have your ticket yet, then use my promo code NOODLE to save 10% on your registration. And if you're going and you'd like to join me for a meetup, then please text PM2015 to 33444 and I'll keep you updated with when and where that meetup will be. I haven't chosen the date and time and location yet, but I'll let you know we might have breakfast or lunch or dinner or something like that, or just meet up in a hallway at a certain time. But also at Podcast Movement, at noon on Sunday, I will be recording an episode of the Audacity to Podcast there, and I'd love for you to participate. I want to know what is the biggest thing you've learned from podcasting. This can be some personal lesson, like have boundaries in my relationships or manage my time better. It could be a professional lesson, like start an email list. It could be a technological lesson, like, oh, I never knew I could do that on my computer. Or it could be any other kind of lesson, that one biggest lesson that you've learned from your experience in podcasting, or maybe if you're not podcasting yet, the biggest thing you've learned from listening to podcasts. I'd love to see you there. I only have a half hour slot, but that will be at noon on Sunday at Podcast Movement 2015. I'm really looking forward to being there and I hope I can see you there as well. I'd love to help you with your podcasting efforts. If you need to purchase some equipment or need help fixing your website or want help with whatever you're facing, in your podcasting, I'd love to work with you and help you out. I offer many different services and things that can help you to launch or improve your own podcast and fix things, make things better for you. My contact information is on the website at theaudacitypodcast.com. And that's also where you can send me feedback and questions for me to address in the podcast, just like Dwayne did from Survivor Talk with D&D. Once again, the show notes for this episode are at theaudacitypodcast.com slash change title. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the audacity to podcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Like, you can learn how to be productive in your personal and professional life with Beyond the To-Do List or The Productive Woman. You can theorize over TV shows like Under the Dome, Once Upon a Time, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and more. And there's a lot more to learn and enjoy over at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcast.com.